Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light, you dickhead. Thursday the 3rd of March, my name is Pete Donaldson and I am full of giant watsits. When I just ran into the house to go to the loo, I picked up a load of giant watsits and just put them all in my mouth. Luke Moore, how do you like me? How do you like my apples? How do you like my watsits? I like to think that I'm your giant watsit. You are, you are. If you were to be a snack, I think a Watsit would be a very, very... Or maybe a wheat crunchy. I think you'd make a good wheat crunchy. What, because I'm quite furry, you mean? like quite like Yeah, quite of... furry and round. Yeah. Like, you're very curly. I think you'd need to be like a frazzle. Yeah, I can see... I can definitely see the logic behind the wheat crunchy, the frazzle and the Watsit. And also, because mm. you, you've, you've also obviously been... Um, <clears throat> consistently fond of referring to me as some kind of honey monster type character. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair because I think you've got you've got because you've got something of a night about you, like you you like you do your best work after dark. You're kind of mm. you're wiry. You're kind of lithe. Vampiric. But I'm a bit more lumbering and a bit more kind of woolly. <laughs> aren't I? No, yeah, you're like um, Fozzy Bear. <laughs> yeah, Muppets. That's fair. Yeah. And I'm Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I used to love when I was a, when I was a kid. Um, I used to love that Fozzy Bear had the hat with a little thing on the top. Little propeller. What did he have on the, oh, the little that was wasn't that the Muppet Baby incarnation of uh, Fozzy Bear? Oh, maybe. But I, I can also remember. So I was obsessed with Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid. Oh yeah, right. And okay. I know that's quite a cool thing to say now, so I apologise. I, I promise you, I'm not backfilling the narrative. I genuinely was. I used to have all the um, annuals, everything. I used to mm. ask them. I was a Snoopy my... guy, but yeah. And, and to be honest, it's it's a power. The power of the cat. 
Bill Watson's like Calvin and Hobbes work is such a kind of cool thing. And I'll tell you why, right? I read those comic strips as a kid and mm. didn't really have any understanding or depth of knowledge about the wider implications of what it was saying. Yeah. Right? I just thought it was about a cool, cute kid and his, and his imaginary tiger friend, right? Mm. Which would manifest... For those who aren't familiar with the comic strip, it would manifest itself as like a cuddly tiger when anyone else was there, but it was just him. It would be like a real tiger and he would have conversations with it and they'd go on adventures together. Mm. And then you read that stuff as an adult now and it is tremendously powerful and tremendously yeah. affecting on like an adult <laughs> level as well. And I just had no idea. It was, it was, mm. it was, it, and it's amazing that it can appeal to both children and adults in that way. Um, and it, it just feels it just feels incredible to to have been a part of it. I loved uh, I love Calvin Hobbes. I love the fact that he's never let them turn it into a movie or right sort of what I would consider to be dilute the work in any kind of way. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if he's still alive, Bill Watson. But anyway, amazing, amazing stuff. And I think there's a storyline in that where Calvin it goes on for several comic strips where Calvin wants to save up for. Um, this hat that you get with cereal so you buy yes. a certain amount of cereals and you eat a certain amount of cereal and you get a hat with a little propeller on it and the whole story is like him and Hobbs <laughs> talking about where they're going to fly to and getting two of them for him and this tiger and where they're going to go it's going to be amazing <laughs> and then obviously cut a long story short he, he ends up getting the hat with the propeller and it just puts it on his head and, and the propeller spins around and stuff but it doesn't go anywhere because obviously it's not yeah. how the world works and he learns that lesson and obviously as an yeah. adult I can understand that the, the double meanings in that but as a kid, I just remember being really excited for him to get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, oh, so you were waiting for the adventures to start. But yeah. At the end was like... You, Where's it's, he going to go? It's, it's a classic version of us buying something off Instagram. <laughs> Coming back and it's shit. Oh, I, I, managed, to make a, I managed to make a real um, silk purse out of a sow's ear with an Instagram purchase a while back. Right? Okay. <laughs> this, is, oh, this is making me go... This is going to make me sound like an absolute clown. So strap yourself in. I can't. I don't know how good a job I'm going to do of explaining it to you, mm. but it's like a handle with a metal triangle on the front, and you spoke. And it's advertised to be used for de um, hairing lint rolling. I can turn it to a lint roller. So it's a. Um, so it is a. You see them a lot with tweed. It's a very fine, sometimes razor that kind of takes off, kind of takes off any loose. Correct. kind of fibres and, and you end up with a nice smooth um, thing it probably damages the court massively but it's, well, it's nice listen, it works spoiler alert I got one uh, used it on the um, on my jumper completely yeah. fucked the jumper <laughs> pulled about eight threads out of the jumper so to the point where it looks ridiculous <laughs> to even wear it now on the very first scrape yeah. right? I got fucking pissed off about it I spoke to the wife I have access to you know cut that story short she just said well you're a complete idiot why would you do that? It's a stupid thing to do. Why would you do that? Those things uh, but, are designed for tweed, though, aren't they? Those things, yeah, like, but the sow's... Listen, the silk purse from the sow's ear, mm. I, I coincidentally... Um, Shave my cat. <laughs> yeah. No, I coincidentally used it as a comb when all my hair came out. No, I, I, <laughs> I used it on the carpet. It's fucking perfect. Yes. Absolutely okay. perfect. It cleans the carpet like you would not believe. Right, so I mean, you're effective, but what you're doing there is effectively just shaving the carpet in many ways. The carpet looks, you you run it over the carpet a few times in that particular portion of carpet, and the carpet is not noticeably damaged in any way, and it looks absolutely brand new. 
Take fucking tuck, mate. That's all I'm saying. If you keep using that bloody lint roller, yeah, I can't do next week's recordings because I've got to replace the carpets. But but (laughs) it's so satisfying as well. It's so satisfying, and and it's one of those kind of mindfulness things. You know, you know what it reminds me of. You know, you see those Buddhist monks who just um, they just is it Buddhism or is it Shintoism or whatever where you just you you're combing the gravel with that rake. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you that. You see them in executive boardroom uh, tables, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's like, like that, but in a, yeah. um, a Victoria Maisonette in West Norwood um, <laughs> with clutter everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we started talking about that. But, yeah, um, I've, I've, I am in like a, Fuzzy in Bear, a, yeah. In a similar way, I've got uh, in similar way, I've got a little machine that lives in the front room because uh, one of the dogs, Buckley, the old one, uh, has just decided to just start pissing on the carpet. Oh, just no. standing there, eyeballing you, pissing on the carpet. Uh, so now I've got one of those um, watery, um, like water vax uh, things mm. I never really need, I never knew I'd need before. Um, but it works really well. But you just got this little kind of secret sauce that you put in the side and some hot water, and it just basically sprays water into the carpet and then sucks it back up again is it called rug doctor so the rug doctor doctor is uh like a bigger more professional version they're the ones that you can rent from sainsbury's uh sort of locked up on the i'll uh, do that on thursday night when i'm in there i I do do it i I, i've done it a couple of times it's really uh really impressive it's got it's got a big old range and you fill it up and it comes with this stuff you put in it's fantastic stuff love it poor old buck you know does he just not know what's happening then um I think he does. Just a <laughs> I think it's a power move. Now nah, he's all right. Usually, it's just I just think he gets confused sometimes. Um, but yeah, he's he's all right. He's in fine. Fettle, the fourteen and a half year old dog. He won't be the first person in that household to get confused and take a slash where he shouldn't have done, will he? <laughs> exactly. Right in the right in the cupboards, uh, right in the uh, drawers. I remember uh, the, the the clothes drawers, not my actual drawers, but also clothes drawers. <laughs> Close to us. Both, but, um, I, I was in, I was in the street, and uh, this bloke came up and went, "I got a border terrier. Is he getting lumpy?" And I was like, "Yeah, he is. Like, mine's really lumpy." And so I was letting this what man feel the lumps of a dog. Like when board, I don't know whether it's specific to borders, but they get like cystic kind of fatty lumps, basically. That that kind of just that you can you can have them drained, but you got to put them under. So there's not really they're not dangerous. Any, or any point doing it. No, they're not dangerous. Not like cancerous or anything. It's just, I mean. From one uh, lumpy man to another, I've said it before. Like I'm constantly, there's always just a fucking cyst forming somewhere that yeah. like, will appear. It doesn't do anything. Then it fucks off for a bit. Then yeah. it sometimes goes hard. I wouldn't notice cancer if it fucking came up and punched me in the face because I'm just a lumpy man. So when I see Buckley's lumps, I go, Ah, it's a lumpy dog. Um, but this guy's like, going, does he, is your dog lumpy? I'm like, yeah, he's got a lump there, and he was touching the lumps, and I was like, going, is this all right? Is this all right? Just... <laughs> What's he thinking about this? <laughs> no he wonder doing? he's pissing on your carpet. Taking it, absolutely taking the piss out of him. <laughs> let me um, let me do my responsible bit and say to anyone listening: if you do find anything find like that, you oh should get it checked out Go immediately. Go to a fucking doctor. Jesus very important. Christ. Um, and you know, don't you know, don't do go to the doctor for that. Don't yeah. go for the doctor when your finger's hanging off, like we heard on Monday. That's more no. about going straight to the A and E. Yeah, go straight to A and E, A and E for that one. Yeah. Now, when I when I shaved my finger off, I uh, more on the fingers later. But when I shaved my finger off, it was straight to the A and E. There was, there was yeah. no messing around. No, exactly. When, when my two cats are kind of interesting because they do definitely develop different characters as they get older. Like one of my cats now is really cantankerous. He's like, mm. if you like, so for example, he'll come in the morning and he'll jump up on the bed. Yeah. and they'll sleep on the bed because he's probably because he's been out all night because they're nocturnalish or they're, they're active at dusk at dawn mm. and dusk so he goes on the bed and then we go and do our thing and maybe we'll go off to work or whatever or one of us is working from home and we need to make the bed mm. but you can't make the bed with him on it right right 
But if you take him off the bed, he just jumps straight back on it again. So you have to make the bed around him. But any time you move him, he starts going, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. And it will, just will not have it, right? And, if, and, if, and the worst thing he does, going back to the carpet again, if you carry him up and take him out the bedroom, shut the bedroom door, he'll just scratch the carpet up until you let him back in again. And I don't right. know how to stop him. So it's, it's very the, much like when Sarah goes to work earlier than me. That's what she has to deal with. <laughs> stop trying to make the bed up. I want to right, have a yeah. sleep. Yeah, I, I like having a made bed though, don't you? Oh, look, I, there's nothing better. Um, I think it sounds so incredibly middle class, but there were um, some linen sheets bought. It's the best sheets I've ever slept and, and I get in them and I'm like, God, these linen sheets are great. Pete, God, I, and I would I just, never have thought of investing in linen sheets. I'm going to send you a link, right, <laughs> to um, the, the plaid shirt uh, sheets. Ooh. The plaid she- she- uh, sheets that um, LL Bean make, right? Mm. They're expensive, but you only use them in the winter. Right. And, mate, they are absolutely life-changing. <laughs> life-changing stuff, right? <laughs> it's very, very much worth making the investment if you can. Yeah. Um, because in the winter, your life will never be the same again. You won't have to put the heating on. I'm telling yeah. you that now. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll be loving life, mate. I'm going to send <laughs> you a link. And, and if anyone else is interested, <laughs> get in touch. I'll link you <laughs> up. God, just two people uh, I promise talk. you... Not being paid to say this. This is not a this is not a commercial message. But those LL Bean plaid sheets are just the be- one of the best things that my wife, who's from New England, has brought into my life. They're a big thing over that part of the world. Yeah, I would recommend them a great deal. I'm glad that podcasts have moved from uh, mattresses to sheets. <laughs> it's good. It's a natural it's progression, really right? Natural progression. I tell you, um, I, I don't mind saying it. When when um whoever it was Casper sponsored us they sent us they sent me a mattress for free I still use it now it's the best thing that's ever come out of podcasting I think, I think I might have sent I, th- I think I might have sent mine to my um, to my sister and she she used it for a long time but you know she, they didn't have enough they didn't have much cash so I thought well I've got no I've got no use for it good I for had, you I, I, had, gre- I greedily hoarded it I got I had a, um, a mattress uh, going rotten in the in the garage in the last house that was a nightmare if you're gonna put your um, mattress in storage for crying out loud get a mattress protector get a mm. get a big plastic bag you put them in tape it up nice and then it won't go rotten that is that is remarkably specific advice um, <laughs> Pete let, let's take a break because I'm just conscious that we've got hand hurt emails to fit in we've also got to do batteries this week should we take True. a bit of an early break today yeah and then we'll squeeze more in on the second half. Should we do that? Okie dokie. All right, we'll see you in a minute. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to bat 
metal druids in wizard jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard jewel, Luke? I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. Have you ever wondered what happened to all those space age promises that previous generations thought we'd have by now? You know, heading out for the day on your own personal flying cars or working on a space hotel somewhere in the far reaches of our solar system. Where are all those amazing inventions? Well, we're here to find out more on my new podcast, Where's My Jetpack? I'm Sarah Credis, space expert, TV host and author. Join me and Luke Moore every week as we look into retrofuturistic tech that never was to decide whether it's still just science fiction or if some of these discoveries are actually a lot closer than you think. I think we're very close to that happening on a, an even more regular basis. And what I think is interesting about that, too, is that's going to make the accessibility of getting to space available for more and more people. So if you've ever wondered whether we'll one day speak to aliens light years away or you'll be flying to work on a jetpack, this is the podcast for you. Think of the car park in space. They need what to be mean? massive, no, really wide. No, the wings can fold up. Well, they don't exist. No, some of the cars um, which were designed had wings which folded up. Are you happy getting in a plane knowing the wings fold up? Yeah. All I, right. I trust engineering. Trust the science. Search Where's My Jetpack on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where's My Jetpack is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. We're back with the Luke and Pete show and as we always do at around about this time in your working week, we are talking battery brands. Have you got a new battery brand for the boys? Let us know. Show at no. Hello at uh, LukeandPeteShow.com if you found a battery in a toy or a boy. (laughs) Or a toy boy. What does the second one mean? What does it mean? Uh, a little, um, a little Calvin and Hobbes uh, dancing figurine. Okay, yeah, fair one. Yeah, that, I mean, right. I, don't really think, yeah, I don't really think he does merch, but I, I get what you're saying. So he does merch. He must do. Did... He's on every t-shirt. He loves yeah, a Calvin true. and Hobbes t-shirt. Surely could be unlicensed. I'm, I'm, I'm very much Calvin, and you're Hobbes. Is Hobbes the dog? Uh, tiger. The dog. <laughs> I'm a Snoopy guy. I'm a Snoopy guy. You're talking about the textures of Calvin and Hobbes, and I'm basically talking about how you know. I mean, for crying out loud, Charlie Brown had a therapist. (laughs) Like how (laughs) fucking annoying is that? (laughs) Yeah, I I did. I did like. um, I did like Snoopy, but I didn't get into it as much. I'm sure there's a lot of depth to that as well. I'm just not an expert in it. Yeah, Are you batteries, mate? You, you, anyway. you read them out. I'll search for them, brother. Beautiful. Uh, Sean from Whitley Bears got in touch. It's me again, trying to find an elusive new player after multiple failed attempts. I'm pretty sure I've not heard this on the show, so I'm holding on to hope that this lighthouse alkaline battery that is one of a trio I found in a head torch will come through for me. <laughs> Sean I from love... Whitley Bear. I'm enjoying your chutzpah. I'm enjoying your moxie. Uh, and I'm enjoying the fact that you've once again got in touch trying to get that battery brand in there. I've got bad news for Sean, I'm afraid. Oh, Seany! But it's a little bit more interesting than just the straight bad news. Okay. Because Lighthouse Alkaline were sent in on October right. 27th of last year by our friend Johnny Dawes. Okay. Who includes in the email the fact that he also found them in a head torch. Oh, so the the, the, the head torch battery of uh, choice. They must be. 
Yeah. It must be. But look, the reason yeah. you won't have heard it on the show is because we can't get through all of them. We can only do yeah. some of them. But what we can do is search for the ones that have been sent in and give you a comprehensive database of whether they're new or not. And I'm afraid to say, Sean, Johnny's beat you to the punch there by a few months. But yeah. at least he's your brother in head torches, if that's any consolation. <laughs> I think it is, to be honest. I really do think it is. Uh, we got a message from uh, Sam. Uh, Hello, fellas. Have rapid batteries made it to battery brands list yet? Cheers, Sam. Short, sweet and rapid. Well, I think this is a, this is a fundamental problem with our with our system here mm. because if you just type the word rapid into That's our email address, yeah. you yeah. get quite a lot of different um a little a lot of different results, right? Yeah. So, um I'm going to say that Sam, you are you are a new player because I don't have any reasonable way of checking comprehensively. So, mm. what I would say is this, we'll put you in for now. Good for you. Yep. If okay. anyone can show us evidentiary evidence that or evidentiary proof that they've sent them in earlier than this week then please do so and we'll update accordingly so Sam you're in but you're in on licence mate you're on probation for now <laughs> okay okay cool um, Luke I, uh, in between these uh, the, the, this actually no I'll, I'll do it at the end of uh, this one uh, friends I have a sneaking suspicion I've heard of white elephants on the pod before uh, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity after I discovered these in a friend's hotel DVD player remote hugs and kisses white elephants white elephants have we had these before i don't think we have had white elephants before uh, i think you are a new player kia so congratulations to you yeah <laughs> smashing smashing um so we'll be back next uh, thursday with more battery brands if you've got a battery that you found in a, a bit of nonsense uh, that uh, you've been bought or you maybe you bought it off amazon and it came with three uh double a's or triple a's or d cells or whatever uh, get in touch uh, hello at LukeandPeteShort.com and do provide a picture if it's particularly interesting and you esoteric and strange. You have to provide a picture. You yeah, have you to, have to provide. You otherwise, have, okay, how, yeah. you know, otherwise, what are we going to do here? People just say any word, couldn't they? <laughs> bimbles. I've got, yeah, I've got a set of bimbles in my head torch. Uh, it's a bimble battery. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I can send a picture um, and it's not being considered. Uh, Luke, uh, I must apologise. We are doing uh, the show remotely for various studio and uh, logistical uh, calendar uh, situations. Um, I, if my um, video has been grainy for the past uh, few minutes, uh, I have to admit I was downloading the um, 46 gigabyte patch for the Cyberpunk 2077 game. Oh so my goodness! Apologies man. if I was a little. What a great p- connection you must have. <laughs> I just, I was in the middle of that, and it's it's done. It's finished. Look, I spend a lot of money for bloody broadband, as as we well know, and I've, as I've mentioned before. Uh, but yeah, so apologies if I've um, if I was a little bit grainy. I've turned it off now. <laughs> you know that um, if anyone wasn't going to notice that kind of thing, it's going to be me because I am a yeah. tech idiot. Um, speaking of speaking of downloading stuff for video games, though, um, my pals asked me if you would join our PUBG team. By the way, yeah, well, I, d- I thought d- didn't you ask me this on the last show as well? So I well, think I said I... to no, what I said to them was, do you definitely want him? Oh right, so you're you're mainly asking me again just because you're asking yourself, really, aren't you? He's more of a driver, is what you I said. Are... Really, <laughs> I'm baby driver. Yeah. I can be baby <laughs> driver. I just drive, I just wait with the with the van running. I just sort of toot around the uh, map. I'd love that. I, I love jo- I love games that are so open ended that people have um, jobs inside them. There was that big space one. Uh, I can't remember the bloody name of, but it was like it's been running for like fifteen years or something, and it's like ever called ever space or some bollocks like that. Um, but it's like um, people have jobs, like collecting tax or making little parts of ships to sell to other people, and these are real collecting world jobs tax. that have kind of it's the it's the original kind of um, 
It's the original kind of metaverse to a certain extent. Like people making jobs, making money and making jobs uh, and, and, and making money in the real world because people spend a lot of time on this uh, platform and they're willing to pay a bit of money for some quality stuff. Weren't people saying like Second Life was the first original iteration I mean, of that? Well, that's what I mean. I think with um, everyone getting excited about the metaverse, and the metaverse is basically Second Life, but it's supposed to be. Um, away from any central, a decentralized kind of second life kind of game, really. But everyone's kind of implementation of the metaverse, like Facebook's Meta, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, or Meta's Metaverse, um, that's centralized. So it's owned by someone. So it can be yeah. shut down. It can be changed. So it, in the it's very strict decentralized, sense, that's you doing the decentralizing. <laughs> it's very, it's very, it's very sense of the word. It's not decentralized. It's not really on the blockchain. It's just people in the fucking the metaverse means something different to what they're actually uh, producing. But yeah, people who get excited about the metaverse, you can do this, you can do that. You could do that in fucking Second Life twenty years ago. It's insane. I saw a, um, but isn't the way that people experience it going to be obviously vastly improved because of the tech compared to twenty years ago though? I mean, marginally, the shots of the metaverse as we know it in 2022. Um, it wasn't VR, it, was it? It wasn't VR in 20 years ago, was it? It look. It honestly looks like. Um, I remember when PlayStation 3 came out. They had a thing called PlayStation Home, where you could make your own little kind of cool, architecturally impressive house, and you could have your friends around. And you could play pool and billiards and bowling and all that stuff. And um, it's just like that for me. No one's got any fucking legs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw a really good meme where um, it was a picture of Mark Zuckerberg looking quite sinister. Mm. And the quote underneath just said in speech marks, and don't forget, if you die in the metaverse, you die in real life too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. So funny. Um, we're going to do hand hurt emails, right? Yes, yes, we, we are. Do, we, um, we, did a, we did a couple last time, and yeah. uh, we're doing some more this time. It, this has been a, a rich vein of bloody stumps <laughs> coming producer, down the pipe. Producer Rory said, you've got to get two episodes out of these hand hurting emails. <laughs> and we have done, to be fair, at we least two. Well done, at us. least two. Um, we listen. Here's the next. Here's the next um, dodgy hand cab off the block. Yeah. Um, which is off the rank, which is from Luke Viles, a fellow Luke. Um, he says, "Hi guys, another Luke here, answering your call for stories on hand hurting you asked for the other day." Now, this story is weird, and I'm going to tell you why afterwards, but I'm going to read it first. He says, My hand injury unfortunately occurred on the same day as my A-level sociology exam. Yeah. Playing football on the playground a few hours before the exam, I was throwing a ball back to my friends when another ball from a match going on alongside us happened to land on the tip of my pinky finger on my left hand. The weird coincidence led to immediate agony, nausea, and my finger looking extremely out of place. Um, a mad dash with my mum to the nearest walk-in centre showed that I had dislocated and fractured the little guy in two places, but I'd Ugh. have to go to A&E and wait several hours to get it popped back into place. So, I decided to do the exam first, and with the help of many painkillers, managed to get an A-star, well done, before hey. heading back to the hospital later that night to get it sorted. It was a surprising amount of pain for such a small part of the body, and it still looks a bit bent to this day. Funnily enough... This injury occurred on the same day that ex-Norwich keeper John Ruddy broke his finger, which ruled him out of England's Euro 2012 squad. Cheers, and thanks for all the pods, Luke. Now, that's kind of an interesting story, right? Um, I, 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 I applaud him and commend him for still getting an A-star in his uh, A-level, despite going through that. Mm. Now, when I was 16, I was working at a sports shop um, with a pal, Mark Dunford, who you've also met, Pete. Do you remember Mark? Um, he yes, came I and did, think I do. He's a journalist guy. He came and did all of our, lot of our press for our last, most oh, recent Oh, yes, tour. I remember. He was lovely. Yeah, Good lovely stuff. fella. Good lad. Um, we, were doing both, we were both Saturday boys at this sports shop. Hmm. And uh, I was doing my GCSEs at the time as well, as I said, because I was 16. And um, 
at one point we were just mucking about and we ran from the shop floor up the back stairs to the warehouse mm. bit I was chasing him for some reason and mm. he was in front of me and I put my hand around the corner not knowing I was putting my finger in the hinge of the door and he slammed the door behind him right right on the nail of this finger here right Mm. and uh, it was terrible it was awful it was horrific right Um, I had to go straight home I fucking went home um, I think on my moped right right I guess one handed it was about a 20 minute journey yeah Um, got back and this is following up to what our, our mate um, who emailed it on Monday said about the old going to the doctor us saying that's quite like an old fashioned thing to do <laughs> check this out my finger <laughs> the nail was hanging off it was like three times the size it should have been I had an exam the next day GCSE <laughs> right because uh, I think it was like a Sunday shift and then the Monday I had the exam yeah my mum she goes oh that look good good does it fucking hell uh, she goes oh yeah I'll call the doctor she just fucking rang him and he was like probably <laughs> half half asleep having a glass of wine or something it was like oh what's happened oh he's done this can you describe it to me I remember vividly us describing it to him and him going yeah it'll probably be alright just go yeah, and just go, yeah, keep an eye on it <laughs> the next morning it was about four times the size it was before I had to go to the exam I could hardly move my left hand I can't remember what the exam was can't remember what grade I got probably shit um, anyway uh, after a while I had to go back to I had to go to A&E I had to remove the nail it was awful yeah. So I feel the pain, quite literally, of mm. having a terribly damaged finger on the same at the same time as doing an exam. <laughs> and I applaud you for getting an A star, Luke, because I've never got an A star on anything in my life. So I definitely didn't get an A star with that one. No, I I did once, and it was re. <laughs> Fat look, oh good that did. <laughs> to me, that's baffling because you got an A star in GCSE re. I've been on this show where you mm. literally forgot how Jesus died. <laughs> The, yeah, the but I remember famous the, death in human I remember history. the Sermon on the Mount, mate. That was the important stuff because, like, it was all like stories, isn't it? Like, you don't learn anything about anyone. Nothing useful, like really. It's all just about you know camels going through the eye of the needle and what that means and all that bollocks. It's just uh, yeah, but you, you can't know. get an A star without knowing about the crucifixion, surely. Yeah, but I forget. It's but it's like Game of Thrones. I can't remember what happened at the end of that. That's similar. Not, don't bring up Game of Thrones because you know your behaviour around that's been unacceptable in the past. Oh yeah, yeah. Shall we get a hand uh, hand injury from uh, Gavin Cook? Why not? Cool. Um, hi guys. In response to your call to action for hurt hands, I've had my fair few. I was a goalkeeper for most of my youth, and at a conservative guess, have broken my wrist at least fifteen times. I can't believe that. I don't think you can do that, can you? Jesus. Yeah, I don't think you can do oh. that. Oh, well, we take the point though. Uh, um, just having footballs blasted at me. How, however, my worst broken wrist was due to a kitchen renovation. My mum was having a new posh kitchen installed. Uh, while the old kitchen was being removed, roughly four large and heavy marble or similar worktops were placed in the hallway, lying horizontally across the door to my living room. Now, if you're unfamiliar with marble, I do, you know, I don't run into a lot of it in my day-to-day. I don't have any marble work services. Fuck me. They are also... They're, they're quite um, delicate, aren't they? If you'd, Or is it stone that's really delicate? Yeah, and they're Either really way, heavy. They're quite delicate, but they are the heaviest thing in the world. Like, they're so heavy. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Um, 
I attempted. I came home after a rather messy night out and ready for bed. Attempted to step over the worktops as, as I left the room. I failed miserably. I fell flat on my back, looking up at what seemed to be uh, falling in slow motion a pile of worktops heading towards me. I just about managed to move my head, which is a smart move, but the full weight of the worktops landed on my wrist, just underneath my thumb. My mother had to rescue me from underneath the pile as I tried to claim that I was fine and definitely not drunk. I think I was about sixteen. I don't think she believed me. The good <laughs> thing was that it didn't hurt until the morning, but a hospital visit the next morning when I sobered up and it really did begin to fucking hurt confirmed I'd fractured the bones in and around my thumb and wrist I'm just glad it wasn't my head Gavin Cook your hands ruinous absolute wasteland I'm so sorry Gavin I thought he was going to say because he he claimed at the start he broke his wrist 15 times Yeah, he sounded like he might be a bit of a Billy bullshitter I thought he was going to say that the marble put his wrist right back into place and everything was fine (laughs) or or his hand smashed all the marble and he became hard hand man (laughs) <laughs> that yeah, clearly that's story. not what happened oh, yeah. that's, that's dangerous I'm not sure any kind of respectable builder should be leaving that kind of weight of things unsecured no, should they not near a 16 year old drunkard exactly yeah true good point off his head on stubbies goodness I remember coming um, home once to my parents house and dropping a curry everywhere <laughs> <laughs> was and it then like, trying to um, pick it up and putting my hands in it and then putting my hands all over the wall trying to find the light switch and all this terrible <laughs> Um, All right, anyway, let's get out of here. Let's go. We'll be back on Monday for more <laughs> of this stuff. We might even squeeze a couple more hand hurt emails in because we've got loads to get through. You guys have really done an amazing job in keeping your hands unsafe over the years. Mm. Um, and we applaud you for that. If you've enjoyed the show, do get in, uh, do leave us a review uh, wherever you listen. Get in touch. Hello at LukeandPeach.com for the email. And we are mm. at LukeandPeachShow.com on the socials. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks to you, Pete. Have a great rest of the week and the weekend, and we shall see you next time. And yes, listeners, uh, I did clock that he said applaud. Uh, farewell. <laughs>Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead.